I want you to open your Bibles this morning to the Psalms 100. Psalms 100 this morning. And then I'm going to have you to turn to a passage of Scripture in the New Testament. While you find your place, welcome again to all our visitors and guests. And we're glad to have Brother Marshall and Connie right here. Raise your hand again so they can see you. And uh, Brother Marshall and Connie, uh, help us with a highway shepherd. If you see a rather large truck out here on the road, that's theirs. And they leave here. They're going on up to New Jersey. Uh, but these are some of our trucker friends, and they help us to put CDs out all over the country and right down around Wildwood and that area. Uh, thank the Lord for that outreach ministry there down in Florida and up and down the highway. They give them out all over the place for us, and I thank the Lord for that. When you get your place there in Psalms 100, go over and find in the New Testament the book of Colossians chapter number 3. Psalms 100 and then in Colossians chapter number 3, and I'll look at verse 15 there in just a moment, all right? We're sure glad you're here. God bless you for being in the house of the Lord. And I leaned over and told Brad, I said, I'm going to do something a little different this morning, but he's used to that. And, uh, but I, 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 I've lived long enough. I want to try to mind the Lord as to what he wants me to do. So I pray that God will bless our hearts together this morning. In Psalms 100, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Notice the little phrase there in verse 4, be thankful unto him. And then turn over to the book of Colossians in the New Testament. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 15. Colossians 3 and verse 15. Notice the words, and let the peace of God rule your hearts. To, be, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Be thankful unto the Lord, and in this phrase, be ye thankful. Let's bow together. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the blessed privilege of being here this morning. And our Father, while we gather together to worship you, I pray, God, you would in fact give us, our Father, a wonderful spirit of thanksgiving. I pray, God, that you'd move on the heart of every person in this building every person in the radio audience, every person in the internet audience. And our Father, we would, we would be thankful this morning. Our Father, there are people in the building perhaps and in the radio audience and internet audience who don't know Christ. And I pray God that they too would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and be born again by the grace of God. And Father, I pray God that Lord, that you'd move among us this morning. Our Father, create in us and help us to be expressive in our thanksgiving and praise to you for all you've done for us. And our Father, we ask your blessing on Brother Dowart's family, Sister Joyce, and Ginger, and Donna, and all the family. And I pray, God, that you'd minister special grace to them. I pray, God, for Ms. Elise's family. And I pray, God, the Holy Ghost, our Father, to minister to them. And Lord, as preparations are made in both situations, I pray, God, that your presence and power be real. God bless those families. And God, I pray that you'd just be honored and we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name.
Amen. I have tried all this week long to get a good Thanksgiving sermon. And I hate to disappoint you, but I don't have one. I still don't have one. Because whenever I'd sit down and try to study this week, I couldn't be still. As I, it said, be ye thankful. And while I was trying to do research and come up with a good alliterated sermon, things kept running through my mind of how good he'd been to me and how thankful I am for what he's done for me. And I couldn't, I couldn't study for thanking him and for praising him and magnifying him. I was thanking him for all he's done for me. I want to just share with you a little bit. The Bible said into his gates with thanksgiving. And I don't want to preach about thanksgiving. If you'll just give me a few minutes, I want to express my gratitude. I want to thank the Lord for a risen Savior. I'm glad that I don't have a dead Savior. You can go to Israel and visit his tomb, but he won't be there in the grave clothes. He'll be there in his divine omniscience and omnipotence. He's omnipresent, but he won't be wrapped up in no grave clothes when you get there because he's alive forevermore. He bore my sin in his own body on the tree and he died and that sin debt was paid and he's alive forevermore. I want to thank him this morning for full forgiveness. I'm glad y'all have no idea you'd get up and leave out of here. Everyone, if you knew how wicked I have been and still am in my own heart. But I want to tell you this morning, I may not be what people call perfect, but thank God I am perfectly forgiven. He forgave all of my sin. I I can't hardly get over that. When I get to thinking about that he forgave me of all my sin, he doesn't remember it anymore. He doesn't hold it against me anymore. He doesn't have it on the books anymore. I was reading in 2 Corinthians devotionally this week where he talked about the fact that he does not impute sin to those who are in Christ. And thank God for that. He took it all off my books and put it on his book. It's not even recorded anymore. Thank God for his salvation. I am thankful that he forgave me of all my sin. I am thankful that he's given me a peace of God that passeth all understanding. A lot of things have come and gone in my life and in in your life. But I thank God for that peace. I've been like you have in certain occasions and things trouble you. but, But I want to thank God for that peace of God that comes without any understanding. It seems like sometime when I ought to be the most frustrated and depressed and everything else, that's when he speaks peace the greatest to my heart. I thank God for that peace of God. You know that if anybody wants to display a diamond in, in, in the proper context, uh, they always either lay out a navy blue or dark blue a piece of velvet or a piece of black velvet, and they'll put that diamond right in the middle of it. And in the background of all that blackness, the brilliance of that diamond shows through. And I want you to know in the darkest days of my life, the diamond in my heart has been that peace of God that passeth all understanding. And I want to thank him for that. I'm glad that he had. I don't have to do what uh, uh, some people have to do. I, and I'm not throwing stones, but I'm just glad that he gave me a peace of God that passed all understanding. I am thankful this morning and I want to praise him for my family, my wife and my children and my grandchildren, for all of my family. I'm thankful God gave me a family. 
over these years, I've ministered to a lot of people. Now, not only those who I've pastored, but people in every community I've ever been. Seems like as God blessed, I, I have an opportunity to minister to a lot larger congregation than wherever I've ever pastored. And my heart's always broke when I see moms and dads and children, and I see divided homes and broken homes and all those things. And I'm thankful for what God's done for me and my family. He's took care of us for all these years. I thank him for my family that loves me. And I'm thankful that God gave me a love for them. I'm thankful for the blessing of health. I, I'm not uh, what people call a spring chicken anymore. I'm not old as some folk. I'm not near as old as Bobby Langdon, but I, I'm not quite in good a shape as Bobby either. But I, I am, I thank God I, I've had good health all these years. I thank God's blessed me and took care of me. And I've been in and out of hospitals around every kind of disease you could ever imagine. And God has preserved me and kept me healthy. And I want to thank him for that. I want to thank him that he's always met every need I've ever had. And we not always had a lot of things. God's blessed us more than we ever deserve. But I want to thank him that he's given me everything I've ever needed. He's always blessed us and given us every need. I want to thank him for letting me be born in America. I've been able to travel in some other foreign countries and places. And there's a lot of beautiful things there and a lot of things there. But I'm going to be honest with you. This is the greatest nation still on the face of the earth. And I'm glad God let me be born here. I'm glad God let me born it be born in the country. I, I, I'm glad I was a country boy and still am. Amen. I'm still glad I like potted meat and vine or say amen. I, some people don't have any appetite for that. They just don't appreciate real high class uh, food. That's all I can say. But I, I, what a blessing. I got glad God let me be born in America. I want to say that I am thankful this morning for our brave men and women who through all the history of this nation have been willing to lay down their life for our nation and for me and you as individuals. And I want to thank God for those who have served in the past and currently serve. This past week on Friday, as a matter of fact, my wife and I were privileged to visit in the home of a 29-year-old veteran from, who was in the war in Iraq. He was shot by a sniper in the back of his neck and it came out through his lower jaw and he was paralyzed and he is paralyzed from his neck down. He has a home that homes for vets built him. He lives there with his mom. He has no regrets. He has no remorse. He said, I used to pray and it happened in 2006. He said, I was praying a long time for God to heal me. But he said, now I'm just praying for God to use me. And he's been in places to give his testimony. And that young man has more uh, uh, awards and citations and everything you could ever imagine. But he said, you know, he said, I asked him, I said to him, his name is Bunky. And I said, Bunky, do you have nightmares? He said, oh, yeah. He said, that was my second tour when I was there. And he said, I had nightmares that, uh, from that. And then when I went back. And from this, he said, I remember very little about my injuries. He's told us, said the only thing he remembered was falling to the ground. And he said, uh, when his buddy got to him, he said he had to take his pocket knife or take a knife. And he told him, he said, I've got to open your throat. 
And I'm going to put a tube in there. And the medics were coming in there. But anyhow, and he said, what I thought. The only thing he remembered. And they just, just about blowed his head off. And his buddy said, this bunky might hurt a little bit. <laughs> and, and he said, I couldn't say nothing. But I was thinking, I don't think it hurt no worse than, than what's going on with me right now. He didn't remember anything else. He spent time in Iraq for a little while and then to Germany. And when he woke up, he was in Walter Reed Hospital. He can talk perfectly. I mean, he, he, he has a little bit of a problem, but he has a titanium jaw. The bullet that came through just exploded his jaw and his buddies gathered up his teeth and put them in a bag and marvel of medical advancement. They took his own natural f- teeth and put in a titanium jaw. And he said, I'll tell you, if anybody wants to fight, I'm going to tell him, hit me right there. And because uh, <laughs> he knew it wouldn't hurt him. But listen, I want to thank God. Thank God for our American military and for our nation. I want to thank God for his, the church and for the saints of God that I've had the privilege of worship with and serve with in these many years that God let me be in ministry. I want to thank God for this church and what a blessing. And if you traveled like I do and got around in some other churches, and I was in a good church this week and good, good young man and he's excited and God's blessing and, and the people are, are good people. But I'm going to tell you what, there's nowhere like Benson Grove Baptist Church. I don't care if I am the pastor here. I don't have much to do with it, but thank God for I tell you, I, I, I praise God when the choir kicked off this morning, the congregation kicked off. I was thanking God. And my wife, you talk to her, she'll know what I'm talking about. But boy, what a blessing to the musical program of our church. I thank God for the gifted teachers and folk that God's put here. I'm thankful for that. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Be you thankful unto the Lord. I am thankful for the Holy Spirit of God who's led me and guided me and guarded me through all these years. I'm thankful that the minister of the Holy Spirit of God in my life, he's never left me nor forsake me. I'm thankful for the Bible that has been my friend through all these years, not just to teach, not just to preach, but it's been my food and my nourishment and my blessing and my encouragement when there seemed like there's nothing else. The Word of God always in the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God has helped me and ministered to my heart. I'm thankful for souls that have been saved over these years that God has let me see be saved. I'm thankful that those people live in heaven for all eternity and we may not get to see many of them now but we'll get to see all of them one of these days. I'm thankful for his comfort in times of sorrow and Miss Regina and I have had a lot of that and we've gone through a lot of that in our own personal family. We've gone through many times of sorrow but he's always comforters in our ministry when you love people and God put it in, in your heart and I know you feel the same way the Bible said you weep with those who weep. And years ago, I, I was made aware of the fact through the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God, he commands us to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. But the only person who knew that on cue or command is an actor. And so that doesn't come through your trying to do that. It comes because of the Holy Spirit of God knitting your heart with other people's heart. And so when they hurt, you hurt. And when they rejoice, you rejoice. And I'm thankful for the times that God has done that in my heart and life. I'm thankful for his blessing and for all that he's done. I'll thank him 
for his conviction and correction in times of my disobedience. I, I, I'm glad that he didn't just let me go on my, my way. I'm glad that whenever I've disobeyed him, he's always checked me. He's always chasing me. And I thank him for that. I praise God for that. And I rejoice in what he's done for me. I, I want to thank him for all his blessings on my life. I want to again thank him for the beautiful creation. We had the privilege of going up to Front Royal, Virginia and riding through those mountains and, and boy, what a blessing. And uh, to see those, some places we went, there were rivers and creeks coursing their way down that mountain, those mountains. And God has allowed me in these 65 years to see some beautiful places and to see his wonderful creative hand. And my heart is overwhelmed when I see what he's done and how he's done it. But then when I think about the world you and I live in is under the curse of God because of sin. Boy, I can't hardly wait to the millennial reign of Christ and the eternity in the future or oh, what it's going to be. I'm thankful for the ministry he's let me have. I'm thankful for the times of joy and the time of rejoicing. I'm thankful for his wisdom in times of confusion. I'm thanking, thanking him today for his blessing in spite of my failures. I'm thanking him for the memory of friends who've preached to me and taught me and instructed me and guided me many most of those who are now in heaven. I'm thankful for those who have loved me and encouraged me in churches where I've been. I'm thankful for his keeping me faithful through his continual correction. I'm thankful for the truth that he showed me and allowed me to teach and to preach in the word of God. He didn't have to do any of that. And I, I knew so very little about the word of God, even when I got saved. But oh, I thank him. He didn't have to show you anything. He didn't have to give you anything, but he does time and time again. And I'm very thankful for that. I want to thank him for those who are now serving him, many in full-time Christian service and other places where God has let me be. And that in some small way, I maybe help them and encourage them. And my heart is thrilled to know that there are people scattered all across this nation and even around the world that God's let my path cross theirs. And somehow or another, I, I pray that we've been a help and a blessing and encourage them. I am thankful this morning that the message is still real. I'm glad in 2011, it's not changed. I'm glad he's still the savior. I'm glad that sin Though it has a great penalty, the penalty has been paid for. I'm glad that there's still a heaven. I'm glad for the truth that the message of this Bible is still the same. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I'm glad that power of God is still available in our lives, that he hadn't cut the switch off that we often have and I often have, but he still wants to bless us. He still wants to give us his power. It's still available to any person or any church or any group of people who want to. I told that young pastor up there, Seth, I said, I want to thank God for you. I said, I go across the country and not only do I see churches that are, are depressed and, and, and don't have any zeal, but I find so many preachers that because of the wear and tear of the ministry and because of the climate of the of the spiritual climate of our nation, that they too have resigned their self to see nothing happen. They just go day by day and service by service. But I'm glad that the power of God is still available. I'm glad that he still wants to save. I'm, still, I'm glad he still wants to bless. I'm glad that he still will. I'm glad that the Holy Spirit of God is still working 
and wooing and dealing with people. I'm thankful for that. And I entered his gates this morning thanking him for the work and for the ministry of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm thankful that the gospel is still free and that it's still effective. Whosoever will may come. Anybody, regardless of their race or color, regardless of their nationality, anybody can be saved by the gospel of Christ. And there's only one gospel, and that is that Jesus died and was buried and rose again. And I'm thankful this morning that it has not changed in all these years. I'm glad it hadn't been modernized nor mechanized or customized. I'm glad it's still the same. I'm glad that any person man, woman, boy, or girl, who recognize that they are sinner can still come to Christ in simple faith and be born again and have a home in heaven for all eternity. I am thankful that the gospel is still free and that it is still effective. I am thankful this morning for all those who are in heaven on, <clears throat> on early Friday morning when Gary told me and called me and said that Ms. Ailey's had had the massive heart attack on Thursday night after she got to the hospital. I, the first thing run through my mind was that she might get to spend Thanksgiving with GP. I, 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 forgive me, but that's the first thing I thought. And I, 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 my heart goes out to Gary and, and to Terry and Perry and to Warren and to all the family and the grandchildren. And, and I, they know my heart and they know. But listen, boy, I, I am thankful for all my friends who are already in heaven. They don't have to go through what we go through. They're not suffering like we're suffering. Uh, several years ago, many of you got to hear old Dr. J. Harold Oman over in the old building. What a blessing he was. But so many of my preacher friends are now in heaven. And I remember Dr. Loman. I watched him, how he loved to preach and how he loved to go and how he loved to evangelize. And I watched his body wear out on him. And I remember him sitting over in the old building in a chair and preaching and wanting so bad to be able to keep on going and keep on preaching and keep on seeing God work and bless. And just a short time after he was with us, he had to have emergency surgery and a revival down in Mobile, Alabama. The surgery went well, but complications set in and infections set in. And Brother Loman died down there in a hospital in Mobile, Alabama by himself. It was emergency surgery. His family hadn't even got down there yet. And he died by himself. And I felt so bad about that for three or four days. I, I went around and I, I missed him so bad, he, I, although I wasn't able to be there and, and, and to be with him or anything. And, and uh, Regina and I went to the graveside, the few, had one funeral in one place and another service up in Greensboro. We went up there. But I, I felt so bad for Brother Loman being off down there by himself and in that meeting, wanting to go so bad. And then uh, a week or two after that, Boy, I was having one of them time when we was having Baptist fusses and fights and first one thing, another going on. Everybody called me on the telephone, was complaining about something and everything. And I turned around, I hung the phone up and I told my wife, I said, I ain't feeling sorry for Brother Loman no more. I said, he can feel sorry for me, praise God. He's up yonder rejoicing on the streets of gold and I'm still here. I'm glad. Aren't you glad that when mama's body was wore out and she couldn't go no more, aren't you glad that God just took her on the glory and she's as well now as she's ever been and she's on streets of gold? Aren't you glad for those children like our little Christy who's in heaven now and we'll get to see her before too much longer? Boy, I've been glad every time I think about a young girl being molested or, or somebody in a car wreck. I said, God, I want to thank you that I've got one safely on the other side and I know she's blessed and she's 
healthy and she's doing good and I'll get to see her. I want to thank God for all of our friends who are already on the other side. Thank God for them. Thank God though for those who suffered so much and yet they're now at rest. Thank God for all those who went through great times of sorrow and now they're rejoicing. Thank God for all those who seemingly died tragically, but now they're rejoicing and they understand God's plan better by and by. I went over and seen Mr. Dowett this morning early and had took God laid on my heart and I read Psalms 34 to him and his eyes were actually open and he responded and moved his hand when I went up to the bed and talked to him and I took his hand and everything. I was just a few little while ago, just a, uh, a couple of hours ago. And as we were standing and we had prayer together with the family who was coming out, we got talking about uh, God's plan. And Sister Joyce said, God's got a plan, but I don't understand it. I said, absolutely. I don't know why he does what he does, but he always does everything right. And I kind of recounted to them about Brother Tony Green, our good friend, and how that Tyrande gave him a kidney. And, and boy, he was doing great and feeling good. And just a little over a year, he went home to be with the Lord after that. And the last song that they ever recorded was, God Had Another Plan. And I know that we'd love to have our loved ones here today. But I want to thank God that those who are in heaven are at peace. They're at rest. And I thank God for that blessed thing to know that they're there for all eternity. I want to thank God for those who are already in heaven. And I want to thank God this morning that heaven's gates are still open wide. Boy, I love that song. I mean, when Linwood and Jew used to sing that song, Swing Wide the Gate. Boy, I tell you, and Lauren, she's back here this morning. Oh, I, I love that song. Our friends of Rochester sang that song, and Craig and them sang that song. Oh, I love that song, Swing Wide the Gate. And you know what? It's already open. It's wide open. And he still says, whosoever will may come. Anybody can go. I want to thank him this morning that he's always kept his word and that he always will. He's kept his word to me. He's kept his word to the church. Where I preached at this week was just about an hour from Washington, D.C. And it's been a long time. I hadn't ever really toured the city and still hadn't. But Seth called and the pastor and we talked about it and and uh, we were going to maybe go the latter part of the week, but luck is going to be bad weather and rain. So he called Monday and he said, would y'all like to ride over to Washington? And I said, sure. We only got to go see really one exhibit and it was the Holocaust Museum. And all, oh, if you ever get to go to Washington, you don't get to go to one place. I, I'd encourage you to go through that and see what wickedness is in man's heart and see how that, that, that Hitler and all that, the awful things they did to the nation of Israel and to those Jews. It's just unreal. You may have heard about it. You may have read about it. You may have seen it. But I mean to just walk and you could go on. You could stay all day in there and to see those children and those moms and dads and see halls of pictures of people just like me and you. Look just like me and you. And they, they were happy and, until the Nazis came and they were gassed and incinerated and executed and buried in mass graves and, and all of those things. But I'm glad as I was reading this morning that not only has God kept his word to me and not only to the church, but he has kept his word to Israel. 
I'm glad, my dear friend, that the Nazi party and that regime has been defeated and destroyed. Maybe pockets here, there, and everywhere. But in 1948, they raised the Star of David over the city of Jerusalem, and they're back in the land, and he's still got good things planned for the Jew. And I want you to know that they are still the apple of his eye. He's got wonderful plans for that nation, and he has kept his word. And I told that pastor, I said, look at this. Look at this. Look at the the annihilation of entire cities, entire communities, everybody, everybody in the whole Jewish city was destroyed. But yet God's kept his word and they're living as a nation now. I said, God's kept his word. He's kept a remnant and he's going to do that for me and you. I am thankful this morning. I'm thankful for all he's done. I'm thankful that he has not relinquished control of this world. I'm glad he's still in control. Oh, it looks like it's gone haywire. And it looks like, boy, things are surely a mess, but everything's working right on time. I want you to know he's still in control. He's still on the throne. He is still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Everything's working right on time. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that he's still in control. I'm thankful that he's coming for the church soon. Sometimes I get on a straight twix too, having a desire to depart and be with the Lord. And yet to remain here is more needful. Oh, listen, I, 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 Gary was talking to me on the phone about Ms. Ailey's and I talked to Brother Randy Perry. And of course, uh, they were all been real close ever since Randy's been coming here. And Randy said he and, and Ms. Mary were talking about it and said, can you imagine the pool that Ms. Ailey was, was going through? Having the boys all around the bed. And be able to just see the lights of the city on the other side. Well, I mean, what a pool. Which way are you going to go? And he, she said, she told Randy, she said, I don't think this is possible. But wouldn't it be something if the folks on heaven were saying, please let her come. Please let her come. And those behind were saying, please let her stay. Please let her stay. But the truth is, he was right on time. Everything's right on time. And I promise you, he's coming back for the church and we'll get to go out of here for long. I'm thankful that one of these days that all his enemies will be defeated and they'll become his footstool and he will reign king of kings and lord of lords and rule and reign. I'm thankful this morning that I know heaven's a real place and that eternity will be sweet. There'll be no more sickness or sorrow, pain there. I'm thankful for that. But you know what I'm maybe... As much thankful for all of that is this, is this truth that whosoever will may come. I'm thankful this morning. If, if I had to go around this congregation and go up and down the road and look at some man, some woman, some boy, girl and say, boy, all this is for me and you can't have it or you couldn't get in. I wouldn't. I, man, listen, I don't believe I could live with myself. But I am thankful this morning that anybody in my, the sound of my voice in this auditorium or anybody in the radio audience or the internet audience, that you can have everything God's got for you. And it's simple by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also freely by him give us all things? Everything is in Christ. And when you get him, He'll get, the rest of it comes. You need him. Will you bow your heads in prayer? I hope, I thank you, first of all, for indulging me for these few moments just to kind of express a few little things 
that ran through my heart and mind all this week. I woke up way early before daylight this morning, still thanking him, still praising him, rejoicing in my heart. And God was good. He's still good. I have been blessed today. Although my heart is your heart, is heavy for the boys and the family of Ailey's, for Sister Joyce and the girls and all those family related to Mr. Dowett. I'm thankful this morning. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Be ye thankful unto him. You and I are to be thankful. I want to challenge you to express your gratitude to him and publicly to be thankful. Acknowledge his goodness and his blessing and praise him. You know, that may be our most effective witness that we'll ever give as we honor him with thanksgiving. While we have our head bowed and eyes are closed, those of you who may not know Christ, you may have a just a natural sense of gratitude. You appreciate the kindness of friends and family. You are thankful that you have good health, that you have food. But the Bible said, be ye thankful unto him. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be ye thankful unto him. I want to encourage you to know him, to be born again by the grace of God. And if you're in this building this morning, man, or woman, boy, girl, anywhere in the sound of my voice, can I tell you, he loves you. He knows all about you. And he died for you on the cross. And he said, if you but receive me, believe in your heart, confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus, God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And right now, wherever you are, if you would like to know him, he's real. He's where you are. He's listening. And he wants to save you. He stands at the door and knocks. He will not break his way in. But he will come in quickly when you invite him. Would you invite him in right now? If so, would you pray this simple prayer and mean it from the depth of your heart? Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe that you died for me and you paid my sin death, that you were buried and rose again. And I believe you're alive right now. Please come in my heart. Forgive me of all my sin. Save me. Help me, Jesus, to love you and to serve you. I give you my life. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and for dying for me and for saving me right now. For those of you who are saved, I have no doubt in my mind I tried to mind the Lord. And I believe that in your own heart you were echoing everything that God had flooded my soul with throughout this week. That and a million things more. What a blessing. If it's one great mass of congregation, we could stand together and simply express our own personal gratitude to him. 
I invite you to do that now. Will you stand? And we'll flood heaven's gates right now in your own heart with your praise for him. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving as you approach the throne of grace and thanking him. What a chorus in the ears and the heart of our eternal God when we, his subjects, thank him genuinely from a grateful heart. Our Heavenly Father, please accept our sacrifice of praise today. Oh, Lord Jesus, as best we can in a body of flesh, we acknowledge you're the sovereign. Every good and perfect gift that we've ever experienced has come down from you, the Father of lights. You've been so good to us, we could never, ever in this lifetime express our gratitude. I pray, God, that we shall, as best we can, express our gratitude to you and to others acknowledging that you have done so many things for us that we praise you in their presence. And we're always careful to give you praise and honor. While we have our heads bowed and eyes are closed, Brother Brad, will you sing a verse or two of a song? I want to invite you on this Sunday just before Thanksgiving. Maybe you want to come. I've had the privilege already this morning on three or four different occasions just to pause and kneel. And I hadn't been able to pray for much because my heart's been so overwhelmed with thanksgiving. Maybe you have experienced a little bit of that this morning and you'd like to come once again and bow around this altar. Either just stand for a moment and offer him a sacrifice of praise.